you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. We've had a little bit of a hiatus over the last week or two. Took some downtime as NFL free agency opened and... uh, I'm delighted to be back on the show here along with DJ, who's uh, basically, I would say DJ must have been close to the, just after the Super Bowl the last time you were on the show, and I'm sure you've been uh, basking in the glory of the New England Patriots victory and uh, maybe a little bit uh, more worried now after uh, free agency, but we'll get into that in a little bit. How have things been going for yourself since the last show? Yeah, Colin, been kept busy preparing for teaching and, of course, teaching kids, and there's no uh, free agency or no off-season for us. It's, well, not until... May anyway, and then it's into the preseason for the NFL. The draft now will be over by then. But been missing the show, been keeping up to date with all the articles going up on OvertimeIreland.com. So when you haven't been listening to my voice, I'm sure you've been reading some of the fantastic articles from our fantastic writing team. And obviously, DJ, since the last time you were on, we've had uh, we've been doing our recap shows. I had a number of those. Good uh, good feedback on those from a lot of people and uh, enjoying that series. We talked about a number of teams. Didn't get through them all, but we, we did get through a mighty fine lot of them. And uh, as we continue towards the, the upcoming season, obviously there's a lot of downtime now. We'll be hoping, hoping to fit in other teams that we have yet to talk about and get people's uh, opinions on those franchises. As always, starting the show, quick shout-out to our pals at LastWordOnSport.com. Do check them out. Uh, we plug them each and every show. They are partners here at Overtime Ireland. They have a great Twitter handle there, and it is at LastWordOnSport. You can always listen to us as well on their Last Word in Sport Radio Network. A couple of other fantastic sports-related podcasts up there, both NFL. There's ones up there for even UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, MMA, that sort of stuff as well. So check out all the different shows they have up there on the Last Word in Sport Radio Network. And of course, please do subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever you listen to us on. Keep downloading the multiple devices. And uh, as always, at Overtime Ireland is the Twitter handle. There's lots of stuff easy to talk about since the last show we did did the well since the last show you don't know a hell of a lot to talk about but since the last show i done i think it was around 10 days ago and it is of course st patrick's day here in ireland and throughout the world so i suppose we'll give a happy st patrick's day to anyone listening to this on the day it goes live if you're not uh, hopefully you enjoyed the celebrations if you did partake in them but uh DJ, i'm going to let you uh, turn over and be the kind of news anchor for the rest of the show and any things that of course the biggest stories we're going to talk about but lots of stuff that has uh, caught our eye over the last few weeks some big big shock and trades and along with different acquisitions for different teams and you know the the one part dj i'm going to to get you to start off on just is uh the the breaking news overnight that chris borland uh, the 49ers linebacker has uh announced his retirement from the nfl yeah i think uh jim harbaugh left the 49ers at the right time by the looks of things maybe he knew what was coming down the line but 49ers have lost a lot of players as of late and the shocking news was that linebacker chris borland retired after one season due to concerns about the long-term Alphabets of head trauma. Yeah, obviously he has said that he had two concussions early in his career, both uh, when he was playing in high school, one from soccer, one from American football. Had one last season, he said, in the preseason and uh, fought through it, you know, kept it a uh, secret and so on. And that's exactly what the NFL don't want to hear, but he wanted to make sure he made the roster. He came in mid-season, had a fantastic year as a, as a rookie, and, you know, a lot of people were highly impressed by him. So impressed by him, in fact, that Patrick Willis, who also announced his retirement 
just last week as well from the 49ers organization uh, from the National Football League people were saying that you know because Willis was retiring that they already had a ready-made replacement in Chris Borland who you know as I mentioned everyone was highly impressed with last year and he really did catch the eye a number of games in a row where he had like over 10 tackles in a row and so on and so forth and everyone was impressed 49ers do seem very surprised with the news Trent Balky did issue a statement to say he wished him all the best it did come as a surprise but he thinks that Chris has really thought this out and you know maybe maybe he will change his mind and come back into the National Football League but definitely for the upcoming season it looks like he's going to take a step away and I'm sure everyone will be wishing him all the best he does in his uh, future endeavours but you know he's one of the players you know you see players maybe come in uh, late round draft pick don't pick things up and uh, they're out of the league at this stage and there's no talk about it but a player who did look very very promising people were talking about him you know in glowing terms as I have mentioned already only 24 years old and he's stepping onto a, a new prospect and we mentioned there DJ the 49ers as well you mentioned Jim Harbaugh's left obviously Patrick Willis retired lots of kind of changing around people of free agency that they've lost and so on and so forth so a lot a lot of worrying signs there for the 49ers this upcoming season along with the ones that people were talking about just last week or the week before that there was a possibility they were looking to trade Kaepernick. They were quashed by you know the GM and so on. They said they weren't true, but lots of just rumblings coming out. Thought Everyone kind of thought they would clear up once Jim Harbaugh left, but things have continued. It's going to be, it uh, looks like it could be a rebuilding year for them, and you know the likes of Frank Gore are now uh, moved on. We'll be talking about him and others when we talk about all the free agent moves, but let you take it away, DJ. I'm sure it's probably going to be a New England Patriots segment up first. Yeah, Colm, we talked about it being St. Patrick's Day that we're recording the show on. St. Patrick's Days, often associated with shamrocks, which are green. Other things associated with green are the New York Jets. And a thing particularly associated with green is the currency or the colour of the American <laughs> currency. A certain former patriot who... Number 24 is getting all the green. Yes, Mr. Darrell Rivas, he's decided that he wants to give up any hope of winning another Super Bowl. He has a Super Bowl ring. He was happy to take a payday, and nobody's really going to blame him. He helped the Patriots win Tom Brady's fourth Super Bowl, just in case any New York Jets fans are listening in. How many Super Bowls have you won? Lately. (laughs) So, he's went from the Super Bowl champions to the New York Jets. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I don't blame Darrell Rivas. He deserves a Nice payday and a couple of off-seasons off for the rest of his career, so yeah, well, congratulations, Darrell. When we're talking about Darrell, DJ, nobody has really uh, maximised his earning potential over the last few years as much as Darrell Rivas. A couple of fantastic, fantastic contracts he's got himself out. Obviously, when he w- went from the Jets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that contract looked massive for him, and then he got uh, cut after one year, so it didn't go too well. Took a little bit less money last year to play for the Patriots, won a Super Bowl, got that ring that he's always wanted, and... You know, he's drafted by the Jets. He's, he, he is probably the best player they've had the last uh, probably 20 years. And he's been an absolutely phenomenal cornerback in his time in the league. But just when we're on the subject of the New York Jets, obviously it's a big loss for the Patriots. It was going to be tough really to keep him. I know he had signed a two-year deal, but I don't think they were going to pay him that $20 million that was due this year. When we're looking at the Jets, though, they've picked up players. I know people talked about Buster Screen and, you know, he's not an elite elite cornerback but now since that they've also with the arrival of Revis they also have Anto- Antonio Cromartie 
coming in from the Arizona Cardinals. They traded for Branton Marshall, another player to go on the opposite side of Eric Decker. Percy Harvin has been let go. He's joined up with the Buffalo Bills. But there's a lot of players that are there around that, uh, you know, Geno Smith finished last season with a bit of a flurry. We'll see what happens there. They also took in Ryan Fitzpatrick in a trade with the, the Houston Texans. So two quarterbacks there, but a quarterback competition. There's uh, so there's some positives there. I'm sure. I know you're not a big New York Jets supporter, but you have to say probably uh, the best off season they've had in quite some time. Yeah, Colin, there's no doubt the Jets are going to be stronger next season, and the Bills are going to be stronger. The Dolphins are going to be stronger. They've all strengthened their teams. It's a question of whether they've strengthened their teams enough to really challenge the Patriots, and it's going to be interesting to see. But we'll talk about that closer to the actual season when we see what teams do in the draft and if there's any more baffling trades that just come out of absolutely nowhere yeah and i know i know you mentioned the dolphins as well so we'll jump onto that there and this division as a whole i know everyone wants to get ahead off the patriots try and finish ahead of them they are the super bowl champions but it's been many many years basically the last decade that teams have been struggling the jets did finish ahead of that division uh, one time in that their space of time but the Miami Dolphins as well have made some moves they have traded Mike Wallace to the Minnesota Vikings they've got Kenny Stills from the New Orleans Saints there's lots of stuff uh, going around there obviously they needed to get that contract of Mike Wallace off the books and he seems to be a you know a bit of a bit of trouble he he walked out of the game the last game they had of the season didn't want to go back on the field but they've also signed in Dominic and Sue that was a big phrase and talk that was all going on this offseason they have signed Sue to the biggest contract uh, for a defensive player in NFL history a lot of guaranteed money on that and they also DJ went ahead got Bryce McCain a cornerback and a lot of people thought that Jordan Cameron was going back to the Cleveland Browns but it wasn't to be and he's off to the Miami Dolphins as well so you know he's had his concussion issues in the past a lot of people talked uh, you know about that there being a, a huge stumbling block for teams wanting to sign him I know he was linked with the Green Bay Packers too he's a player that I thought has huge huge potential and uh, just the one thing that would worry you would be that concussion history but they have made a huge uh, kind of there's there's still areas of this team that needs to be improved, but they got the big name signing and Sue, and uh, they got some other players in as well as getting some out that they they didn't want to keep. What have you thought of the the Miami Dolphins overall as a whole? Uh, I know last season, remember when they started off, you had to be worried about them after that. I think it was week two win over the the New England Patriots, or was it even maybe week one? Patriots started off a little bit shaky. We all know they went on and won the Super Bowl. I'm sure that's what you were going to tell us. But the Dolphins have been slightly getting better over the last few years. Maybe these pieces can really push them into pressure in the Patriots? Yeah, Colin, they are going to push the Patriots close this season. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill's not the worst quarterback in the AFC East. That goes to the New York Jets for the last couple of years. But Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill now that he has some additional options in his armory, they are going to push the Patriots close. And they traded for Kenny Stills, and that's going to be an interesting move for them. And, of course, you mentioned in Dominic and Sue, and... And he's going to just be, he's going to be a tough player to get past, but I'm sure the Patriots will manage to do it repeatedly. Yeah, him and Cameron Wake are going to be, you know, they they had quite a, a dominant front line last year, particularly in the first few weeks of the season, even against, oh, they played the Packers, they played them very tough in that game as well. And uh, I was impressed with them, kind of the halfway season then, they kind of started to drop off a little bit and play, but all these teams DJ in this division the Buffalo Bills as well there was some major major moves in this division when you look at it and LaShawn McCoy trade with the Philadelphia Eagles he lands in Buffalo they give him a huge huge extension on his contract a huge amount of guaranteed money I was very surprised about how much was 
guaranteed in it, how much extra was given. I think he's going to make up around 18 to 20 million dollars this upcoming season. And, you know, he, there was word that he wasn't too happy about having to go to Buffalo with a part of the trade, but I'm sure he's a lot happier now after that extension was done. They also traded for Matt Castle from the Minnesota Vikings. They had a Percy Harvin. Jerome Felton came on board as well at the fullback position. Resigned Jerry Hughes, a great pass rusher for the last few years. And, uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot of promise for this team as well. Really, outside of the quarterback position, this team has a lot of pieces. Sammy Watkins last year when they traded away this year's first round pick with Sammy Watkins. And there's some other nice bits and pieces around there. Now they have LeSean McCoy in the backfield. Rex Ryan will be trying to improve that defense, which was already one of the best in the NFL last season. So there's a lot of pressure going to be coming towards Tom Brady this year and the Patriots. Started the uh, the off-season process, the free agency process, slow enough, but I'm sure uh, Bill Belichick and co have a, have a plan for that one. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. And people always say, DJ, the NFL season is not one in the off-season. It makes a lot of ways to go into as to how you can do it. But rather than not one in the off-season, it is one in the off-season usually. <laughs> but in the, in, in the uh, free agent market, a lot of teams make big splashes in free agency. It doesn't always quit to success on the field. We'll go down through another few teams now, DJ. I suppose we'll go to my Green Bay Packers next as we move around the NFL. The Packers, DJ, the two biggest decisions they had was Randall Cobb, Brian Bulaga, and they made two big contracts to keep those guys on board. It looked like Cobb was really going to be a man that was going to get to test the free agent market. Didn't sign before the, the tampering period opened, that legal tampering period then, up onto the Tuesday at 4, 4 p.m. Eastern, and I thought for sure Cobb's walking here. There was word of... The, the Raiders offering huge, huge money. The Jaguars were looking at him. And uh, by all sources, it seems that he's come back to the Green Bay Packers for less money than he was being offered elsewhere, as did Brian Bulaga. So the Packers, obviously, people say it's a hard place to get free agents to come to. The Packers don't usually sign people in free agency, but they try and keep their own players on board. And this here's another example of that. And, you know, the players taking a little bit of a discount maybe to, to stay with the club they were drafted. The same with Rodgers, even though he signed his first contract uh, a few years into his career when he was still the backup to Brett Favre and then he signed a new one last offseason I think still if he went onto the free agent market he could still demand a lot more than what he is on likewise with Randall Cobb and Brian Bulaga so big big uh, deals to get them to stay Cobb is only 24 as I've mentioned numerous times in the podcast you know he's getting this contract he's going to have another chance then when he's around 28 29 to hit the free agent market again and we'll see how his career develops from now on he's definitely started his career with a good good flourish in in, in Green Bay and of course he'll be playing with Aaron Rodgers for the foreseeable future in that time with him locked down the likes of Clay Matthews Jordy Nelson they're all locked down now to 2018-19 that kind of range and uh, Brian Bilago is one of the elite linemen in the NFL and uh, I just think overall it's been a good a good start to it people want to see people making big splashes signing players here there and everywhere well you want to have a you have a good team there in the Packers you want to keep them all together and uh, I think the Packers certainly done that they have lost some pieces on the defensive side of the ball and you know obviously disappointing and uh, it's just going to be through the draft I think they're going to have to do that maybe they'll get some pieces now in the next week or two when the free agent market really levels off at a, at a cheaper rate but there is players there the likes of BJ Rajan that, that look like they'll probably come back on uh, short term lower money contracts but we'll just see what happens there and you know a phenomenal stat was going around during the week these that out of all the pep, out of all the players, out of all the peppers, uh, out of all the players, Julius Peppers, only player now on the Green Bay Packers roster not to be drafted by Green Bay, or rather, some of them are free agents, but not to uh, have ever played another game for another team. So, quite phenomenal roster building there by Ted Thompson. 
Detroit Lions, they've obviously lost Indomitian too, and uh, they made a trade as well. The trades were really going down at the start of free agency. They got Haloti Nada from the Baltimore Ravens. He isn't quite Indomitian too, but he is definitely a player with good ability, and you know it's just about his motivation and how things are in his mind as he moves on to a new team, a new franchise, and obviously I think it's a loss for the Baltimore Ravens, but I think they wanted to get rid of a player maybe a year too early rather than a year too late, and they must uh, felt there was a slight bit of de- decline as well. They also lost Nick Farrelly to the St. Louis Rams. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting season. Obviously, you have Calvin Johnson still there, and you've Golden Tate who came in last year. But uh, overall, I, I do think that the way that things are stacking up, I think the Packers will be the top team. It's looking like in this division. Obviously, we have to go through a lot more to get towards the season. But uh, the next team I'm going to talk about, DJ, is the Minnesota Vikings. And I would be ranking them as the second team in this division at the moment. Then yeah, I would have the, the Bears and the Lions trailing behind those two. So on to the Minnesota Vikings, who, you know, last season finished the season quite well. And I think Teddy Bridgewater looks to be a good quarterback for them going forward. I think he has the, the franchise option there for Norv Turner's offense. I have to say they got the big trade for Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace was playing in Miami. He's a player who is basically based on his speed, his uh, basically vertical rights on the outside. Wasn't working. Ryan Tannehill's could possibly be out of the, the kind of average to better quarterbacks in the NFL, probably has the, the weakest deep ball throwing out of all of those. And, and Teddy Bridgewater, there's a guy who can throw the deep ball much, much better. So I think it's a better fit for Mike Wallace. I, I've read reports he doesn't really like the cold weather in Minnesota. Well, that's something he's going to have to get used to because Minnesota were one of the teams that were looking at him prior to him going to Miami last year. So it's a big, big contract he's still on. It's been moved over with him from the Miami Dolphins but I think there's uh, some nice pieces here for the, the Minnesota Vikings going forward they've obviously as well as we cut Greg Jennings who was with the Packers formerly as well so we'll be see where he ends up but there's uh, some nice pieces here for Minnesota I think they still need to work on the defensive side of the ball a little bit but you know with Kyle Rudolph with some of the other players there on offense there's uh, definitely positives for them Still interesting, DJ. Obviously, Adrian Peterson's still on the roster with them. He's off that commissioner's exempt list, but Arizona's been rumoured uh, in a possible trade partnership. Obviously, I've been touting for quite some time. I think he'll end up with the Dallas Cowboys. He's still there with the Vikings. You know, I've heard the Cardinals saying that it seems to be that the, the larger contract is the main stumbling block at the moment. Uh, Adrian Peterson, DJ, in your opinion, stay with the Vikings, move to another team, and if another team, where would you see him as a good fit? Yeah, come early don't see him probably staying at the Vikings I think he'll end up in Dallas with the Cowboys, that's what the majority of people expect, otherwise I think he will end up in Minnesota and you know, I'm sure he's professional enough that if he is on the roster that he'll keep doing his best for the team Yeah and still, you know, he's a player who uh, should be a future Hall of Famer, has a couple of years left in the tank as well, so we'll see where he goes and just we were talking about the shock and trade of Jimmy Graham when I seen this last week, I thought that, or that was a huge, huge shock to me. I couldn't really believe it. I thought it was you know, a misprint or something. But I remember I was in San Diego the time the, the news was breaking of the Adrian Peterson situation and uh, absolutely astonished. I was a podcast. You rang me via phone and it was just literally when I was talking to you on the phone that the news broke. So it was quite a, quite a surprise to me on that one. But we're going to go on now to the other shock I'm after saying that's Jimmy Graham. He's off to the Seattle Seahawks. We're talking here about the New Orleans Saints. They got Max Unger in return as well as a first-round draft pick. And uh, Unger certainly a very, very good lineman. Drew Brees, we all know, slightly shorter lineman. Similar stature maybe to a Russell Wilson. But he, he needs that protection. To, and, you know, the, the tall, 
the line man that he needs in front of him we need to be able to help keep the pressure off him because he struggles to see over the middle of that line so Mark Ingram signed a new contract with them. They've also added CJ Spiller to the backfield and uh, traded away, as we mentioned earlier, Kenny Stills. So Branton Browner is the big sign for them in the defensive backfield area. And uh, he's signed from, obviously, DJ, your Patriots. Player DJ, I suppose we'll talk about Browner now. We didn't mention him when we were talking about Revis. 30 years old, a little bit older, uh, isn't the best runner when he's uh, trying to backtrack. And, you know, it does give away a lot of penalties. Obviously, as a player, you wanted a talking privately that you wanted to stay with the Patriots but uh, the money he got here is it something that you just think that uh, it wouldn't have been a good decision for the Patriots to keep him on that on a big contract like that yeah no I think it was the right move to let Brandon Browner go to or leave and end up with the New Orleans Saints I think the Saints fans needed something positive and I think through Breeze it's a t- two teams that both had quarterbacks and tears at different times this year Russell Wilson in tears at the end of the Super Bowl. Drew Brees in tears before the season even starts this year, losing a massive asset in Jimmy Graham. And it's just a question of how the Saints are really going to replace Jimmy Graham. Like he, he was injured at times last season and probably didn't perform as well as he has in recent years. But still, he's a massive, massive blow for the Saints and a major boost for what was a very strong Seattle Seahawks team in the first place. Yeah, DJ, you mentioned there Jimmy Graham and he was injured last season. Obviously, you know that very well because in one of our money leagues, you took Jimmy Graham with the, the first overall pick. So obviously, you're a big fan of Graham. Obviously, very impressed with what he does. Injuries last year, as you mentioned, did probably slow down his production quite a bit, struggle with that shoulder injury throughout the year. Have to say, though, he's heading up now, DJ, to play with Russell Wilson. They love, uh, you know, the the. the the bootlegs, uh, you know, the play actions with Marshawn Lynch. You have Marshawn Lynch running the ball. If you can get Jimmy Graham running uh, down the middle off a of play action down the seam, I think uh, there's a there could be a huge upgrade again in his production this season. As a player that I know you took him last year, first overall would be a player now. Do you like the landing spot for him in Seattle? Yeah, Colm, I think he could, he could be in the top three picks off this season yet again in our fantasy league. I think, you know, when he was with Drew Brees, it was a strong match. But when he's with Russell Wilson and the protection that Russell Wilson has in front of him, he'll have the time to hit Jimmy Graham long down the field. So I think the Seattle Seahawks are definitely going to be one of the favourites for next season's Super Bowl. Yeah, I think uh, it was a few years ago at the Pro Bowl, uh, I seen a, a clip of Russell Wilson talking with Drew Brees, talking about, you know, oh, I'd love to have a guy like Jimmy Graham to throw the ball to. Well, now he does have actually Jimmy Graham to throw the ball to. So I think, uh, you know, it's a, a great piece for Russell Wilson there, obviously. The, the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers don't get talked up as much as I think sometimes maybe they should. I think they're they're better than they're given credit for at times, but Jimmy Graham's definitely going to help open up that passing game for Russell Wilson, and maybe this is the start of the transition away from, you know, they're going to go with Marshawn Lynch again. They kept him, added, uh, added him to a bigger contract as well, so another year or two left in Marshawn Lynch, but you have to say that maybe we're transitioning this year into uh, Russell Wilson's team going forward. It'll be interesting to see what happens there, but a, a big, big upgrade for them at the tight end position. I am a fan of Wilson up there in Seattle as well and uh, you know I think it's uh, only going to improve the team and you know as a you're looking at the NFC the Packers it's you know I was saying geez, the Packers are starting to look really really good for next season keeping the likes of Cobb and Bulaga and I thought 
things are going good here and next thing the news comes out that uh, Jimmy Graham is going to the Seattle Seahawks so it's going to be hard to overcome them again but it is going to be hard for the Seahawks to get back to the Super Bowl for a third straight year so lots and lots of interesting stuff going on there and DJ just when we were talking about Super Bowl I forgot to mention uh, and ask your thoughts when we were talking about the New England Patriots on Devin McCourty signing uh, the, the extension re-signing with the New England Patriots it did kind of look similar to Randall Cobb like he was going to test free agency obviously you were delighted with that signing yeah, well, Colm, I could really, having spoken with a lot of Patriots fans, it either was going to be the Patriots would make a major push for Darrell Rivas or they would re-sign Devin McCarty. And I think Devin McCarty's going to be about for a longer period of time, so it was good to get him signed up again. The Patriots have made other additions too, tight end Scott Chandler, who joins. I think there's now four tight end players on the Patriots' offense, of course. Rob Gronkowski is going to be the number one tight end yet again, but it'll be interesting to see how Scott Chandler will fit in with the Patriots organization and what Bill Belichick's plans are there. Will he change up the different tight end sets that the Patriots have? And I mentioned to DJ the CJ Spiller signing on with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints. It's hard now to figure out just uh, quite what it looks like. They're going to go to a more of a run first game in their game plan, but you know, a few two years ago they traded away. Sproles to Philadelphia. It looked like they were going to cut him. Got a trade to Philadelphia. Got something in return for him. Now they signed CJ Spiller, who is probably, I would say, more injury prone. I know he's a lot younger than Sproles, but paid him more and he has that injury history. So that's a strange, strange move there. Maybe CJ Spiller proved us all wrong. Um, but uh, I think it's a, it's just a strange, it's hard to figure out with them trading away Jimmy Graham and all that's going on with them. It's hard to figure out what way this roster is actually going. An addition I really like, DJ, and it's one that has gone kind of under the radar, a player that I've really liked watching over the last few years, although he is only the backup at the Washington Redskins, is Roy Hallou, and he signed uh, with the Oakland Raiders. I think he's been very impressive at times. Obviously, they have Alfred Morris, and he's a very, very, very good running back, in my opinion. He's dominated in many stats since coming into the NFL, but Roy Hallou has been behind him, doesn't obviously get as many chances as you would expect, so there's a lot less uh, tread on his tires, but I think he's going to help them out at, in Oakland, really, on the you know, second and third downs. He's very good at catching balls out of the backfield. They also signed players like Malcolm Smith, who was Super Bowl MVP for the Seattle Seahawks last year, Nate Allen at safety, and they added Curtis Lofton as well, like Smith at linebacker for more depth there. So there's a, there's a, de- a lot of things there. A lot of people were expecting him to make big splashes, the like of Dominic and Sue, the likes of maybe Randall Cobb, but didn't uh, didn't work out for them. And no, probably disappointing for the Oakland Raiders fans, but they've added pieces that uh, will help improve the team overall rather than star name signings. Talked earlier, DJ, about the Buffalo Bills, and the big star name was LaShawn McCoy heading to Buffalo. Well, the man that went the opposite way in that one was Kiko Alonso. Uh, very impressive rookie campaign for him, then obviously picked up the injury last season, missed the entire season, and uh, he's going now down to Philadelphia to match up with Chip Kelly. I have to say, I was really impressed with him two years ago, and it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back off that injury. Obviously, the Eagles must not be too concerned about his recovery as they've made quite a big trade for him. They took in as well, DJ Byron Maxwell. Big, big contract for him. I thought it was far too too high for him. $10.2 guaranteed for him. Then they take in the trade. They let Nick Foles go. They take in Sam Bradford. A lot of people are crucifying them for this here, taking in Sam Bradford. I know given the extra second round pick to the St. Louis Rams could be questionable but 
I think outside of Sam Bradford's injury history, I think Nick Foles had a big, big year in Chip Kelly's system two years ago. Last year didn't work out as well, but he has a good record as a starter. I have to give him credit for that. But Sam Bradford, I think, uh, if you're going on pedigree, I think he he has the opportunity in this offense to to really, really improve his game. Resigned Mark Sanchez as well, and uh, you know the big the big signing seemed to be that they were going to get Frank Gore. Frank Gore changed his mind, goes to Indianapolis. Next thing up is they sign Matthews from the San Diego Chargers, and uh, then all of a sudden we have Demarco Murray landing on board for eight million dollars guarantee or eight million dollars a season, which uh, again, like the Byron Maxwell one, I think they might have overpaid slightly. So many touches last season. Now they have two running backs, I suppose, replacing Lashawn McCoy. They still have. Darren Sproles in the backfield as well but there's some strange decisions going on but Chip Kelly's going uh, all in here he has full control over the roster at the moment and uh, making some big big decisions it's going to be interesting to see how it goes this year have you been surprised at the moves uh, Chip Kelly and the, the Eagles are making and uh, do you think they're going to work out for the best or what do you think will be the likely outcome DJ? Yeah I'll come if I'm not wrong I think I read somewhere that Tim Tebow was maybe practicing with the Philadelphia Eagles and yeah tried out tried out with them on Monday but looks like uh, no contract in the near future but we'll see we'll see what happens there I suppose you know you're always going to look out to see what pieces you can get um, to improve your roster and there's lots of players getting tryouts at this time of the year just doesn't hit the headlines like Tim Tebow's name does so there'll be a lot of people probably in training with the uh, trying out with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, on Monday but um, you know just because your name's Tim Tebow it hits the hits the news ticker a little bit higher. Colin, there's a lot of teams that have made some big moves in the offseason. I'm really looking forward to the draft now to see what additions these teams make and see if any of them will emerge as challengers for the Super Bowl next year that haven't been considered as challengers before the offseason. Jumping onto the Pittsburgh Steelers, DJ next, and you know, um, Le'Veon Bell looks like suspended for the first two games of the season and they've signed D'Angelo Williams to be his backup throughout the season but to play at the start of this season and uh, you know I think it's a good move for them all around D'Angelo Williams obviously cut by the Carolina Panthers so just adding a little bit of depth to the position we've seen when Le'Veon Bell went out last year at the end just in the playoff burst that game uh, against the Baltimore Ravens it really really hurt them in that game to have no backup uh, with the successful running back Big Ben, DJ, they've signed a huge contract, $99 million for Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, that's one that I'm sure made all of the Pittsburgh Steelers nation very, very happy. Um, he says he wants to be there for the rest of his career, so positive news there coming out of Pittsburgh for all the fans of the Steelers. DJ, when we talked about the Patriots, we didn't talk about Key Myers, and he has signed with the St. Louis Rams. I thought he made a big difference when he came up last year, um, at the kind of towards the start of the season and he came up from the Tennessee Titans I thought he really impressed he got in with a few sacks and that helped the the defense to step up to the plate when things were not going all that great for them a player DJ that I thought you could have got back at the Patriots for not that big of a contract but he has landed with that already dangerous defense in St. Louis yeah Colm it's an interesting move and I'm sure Bill Belichick thought long and hard about it and has some idea of what he's going to do when he didn't try and get airs back with the Patriots for this season and you did mention the Rams have further strengthened their defence so it's going to be interesting to see what they can do before they potentially become the Los Angeles Rams in <laughs> 2017 you mentioned each of the Packers losing a couple of 
defensive players. One of them, Devon House, he's gone to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've tried to strengthen up on the defensive side of the ball, signed Jared Oderick too. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of nice pieces going. And yeah, let's not forget they send Julius Thomas as well. It's going to be interesting to see how Julius Thomas does in a different team without Peyton Manning, but definitely a security blanket that's going to really, really help out uh, Blake Bartles down there in Jacksonville. So, you know, this is a season, DJ, they've been trying to improve over the last few years. Everyone said it's a rebuilding project. I think this is the year that they have to try and get over that 500 mark or at least very close to it to make sure they get another year in this transitional rebuilding period with things pointing up for the Jaguars. The Eagles, DJ, one of the players they did cut was a surprise at the time. Thought there was going to be a big contract for him was Jeremy Macklin. Did not uh, did not keep him, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs picked him up. So maybe next season when Jeremy Macklin's playing for the Kansas City Chiefs, we can end that uh, countdown clock of the time since a wide receiver caught a touchdown for the Chiefs. That's a, a big, big upgrade for them, and they also let Dwayne Bow go. He's let to, he's yet to latch on with another team. But I think the biggest move of them and the whole free agency period throughout uh, since the end of the offseason was putting the franchise tag on Justin Houston, a big, big player for them. Good to see them keeping him on board. He's going to get a big, big... Uh, I thought he should have got a big, big contract he's sensing this year, but if he, if he doesn't, he's uh, getting a nice dollop of money on the franchise tag, and we'll see how uh, how the, the negotiations go during this season and towards next season. And See, I don't think they'll re-franchise tag him again, but they'll be looking to sign him long-term. Indianapolis Colts, DJ. A lot of people... Uh, looking at this here two different ways the team has got older but they have signed some players that i think will definitely help the team the big biggest area need for them i think was the running back position they have released trent richardson and uh, frank Gore. they have to get him in he's 32 years old very old for a running back in the national football league but seems to go on forever seems to have i don't know the fountain of youth must be uh, somewhere in his house he just pours himself cups of orange juice from the fountain of youth or something i don't know how it's working out for him but uh, he's going down there he's definitely going to help Andrew Luck uh, takes some of the pressure off him and uh, I, I think you know I talked about him he wanted to go to Philadelphia he's talked about playing with Andrew Luck just was uh, too good an opportunity to turn down so it just shows you how much some of these veteran players are thinking of Andrew Luck only a couple of years in the league has been phenomenal in his time there they also signed Andre Johnson who was cut from the Texans and going to an in-division rival obviously that's not going to be something that the Houston Texans fans enjoyed but uh, he's going there it's a uh, I like the two players going. I think they're just uh, a little bit too old. If you were getting these players five years ago, it would be really, really positive signings. But they re-signed as well Darius Butler and Mike Adams and uh, added defensive tackle Kendall Langford. So I think, uh, you know, with a lot of bookmakers now, they've actually put the Indianapolis Colts two favourites for next year's Super Bowl. I think that might be a little bit of a step too far. I think they'll be impressive. But they have done some things, but uh, I would still worry about them uh, stopping the run um, while... <laughs> They face teams like the New England Patriots who ran all over them uh, over the last three times they've faced them over the last two years. So that's an area I still think they need to improve on. But team has improved overall, in my opinion. Talking to the Houston Texans, I mentioned there them cutting Andre Johnson. Well, Ryan Mallett has been re-signed. They've also signed Brian Hoyer to compete with him. And uh, they kept both right tackle Derek Newton and corner Kareem Jackson. And... You know, we talked about the cutting of one right receiver. They've taken in Cecil Shorts. He was with the Jacksonville Jaguars formerly. Injuries have been a key uh, problem for him over the last few years, but I think um, he's looking just for a fresh start in Houston. And if he is fit, definitely a dynamic playmaker. You have him then on the opposite side with Nuke Hopkins, who has been uh, absolutely fantastic over the last few years since coming in as a rookie. And 
DJ one that I'm sure you're not going to enjoy hearing Vince Wolfwork signed with them and Bill Belichick lavish and praising Vince Wolfwork then after that news came out and he's the, the best Patriots defensive player that he's ever coached um, sorry to see him leaving the Patriots I'm sure yeah Colm it's disappointing to see Vince leaving but given the injuries and that that he's had in recent years and it was going to cost the Patriots approximately 12 million in a salary cap this year based on incentives and the Patriots gave him an incentive driven contract last year and Vince Wilford went and met every single incentive bonus marker that was going so I just wish Vince the best of luck in Houston and he's yet another player that has two Super Bowl rings that he can retire with. So did you have gone through? I don't know. I think we've had most of the major topics there as we've gone through all the teams. Hopefully, uh, I know we didn't go to every team, but we talked over the major, major talking points. And as the weeks go forward, we'll be getting a little bit deeper into other teams as well, as I mentioned at the start of the show. A little bit of strange news coming out, obviously, with the NFL draft you expect all the kind of top prospects to be there. We see some of them having to sit sometimes a little longer than they would like. Some of them have to sit through to wait to the second day and all. Can be a tough experience for any prospect, but the guy who's expected to go first overall this year, Jameis Winston, quarterback, uh, seems like he says that he wants to spend time with his family rather than go to the big event. So it'll be interesting to see what happens if the NFL try and you know help uh, maybe get him to go somewhere it's gonna be an interesting one but you know it's gonna be strange if the first overall pick isn't there it's usually that guy wants to be there if you think he might be coming maybe even eighth ninth tenth you mightn't go to the event but uh james winston at the moment seems like he's not gonna be heading to the draft but plenty of time i'm sure for the nfl to uh try and get some negotiations going there try and get him to move down because it does look at the moment like he is going to be the first overall pick and uh, that first overall pick is obviously held by the tampa bay buccaneers so I think that'll wrap us up for today's show. Um, I don't know what everyone else listening to this plans to do the rest of their day. If you are enjoying the St. Patrick's Day celebrations, do uh, really enjoy yourself. I know the most uh, thing I'm looking forward to today is Arsenal are playing the Champions League tonight against Monaco. And uh, I'm sure, DJ, you're going to be watching that also. Two big Arsenal fans here. And uh, when watching it, um, it's obviously really up against them to go through. Some people probably have absolutely no interest in Arsenal or soccer, but... Uh, I'm hoping for Arsenal to have a little bit of a miracle comeback, uh, some, similar to what the Seahawks done to the Packers in, in that championship game and uh, scrape their way through to the next round of the Champions League. So I'm sure, DJ, that's what you're uh, going to be watching this evening. Hopefully even everyone listening has enjoyed the podcast. It's been good, DJ, having you back on the show. Hopefully we'll have another one next week. We just uh, had a little bit of a break in between because things were pretty hectic uh, all around. So until the next show when we're back stay tuned obviously to the Ad Overtime Ireland Twitter feed keep sending in your uh, thoughts suggestions for guests and uh, keep hitting uh, those ratings and comments on iTunes Stitcher whatever you're doing download it as always on multiple devices and until we're back with the next show my name's Colm and I'm DJ and until then have a good one go pack go thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.